listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. Hey everyone, Chris Lopez here. Today's podcast is actually a snippet from our Portfolio Analysis Mastermind that we started in early January of 2022. We started the PA Mastermind with one goal, of helping investors around Colorado figure out what to do with their portfolios. We've done a lot of education on how to analyze a property, how to buy a property, but after you've owned a couple properties, and especially once you tied in with the market the last like five, eight years, even the last couple years of crazy appreciation and crazy rent growth, you have different opportunities. The deal you bought nine years ago is no longer the same deal. So the question becomes, what do you do with the property? Should I pay it off? Should I refinance it? Should I do nothing? Should I sell on 1031 trade up? It gets very nuanced and there's multiple doors to go through. And that's exactly what our portfolio analysis mastermind uh, we created to solve that problem, to help give investors a clear picture as to what they needed to do. So in this mastermind, this is a snippet where we had Ben Einspark go through his portfolio which is a couple of house hacks here in Denver and a out-of-state property bought a couple of years ago as a Nomad property. So good portfolio and very representative of a lot of people around Denver. So we analyze it using the Property Llama software and we also have a great panel on this discussion. It's myself, Joe Masti on lending, Chelsea Scott on investing, Richard and Lona talking about the software and other investing techniques. So it's a great discussion. Please enjoy it. And if you have questions on your portfolio, reach out to us, do and fill out the investment consultation. You can get in touch with me or Chelsea. We'll plug your properties in the software, review it and help you figure out what to do. So enjoy the show. All right, so moving on here to some portfolios. Ben Einspar is in the first hot seat. So yeah, grab the microphone, Let's Ben. Let's hear it, Chris. What do you got? Yeah. So before this, Ben's like, well, what questions are asked me? I was like, no, Ben, that's <laughs> the way it works. So th this is love all it. live. I, I have reviewed it, but Ben has no idea what's coming. Nothing. Nothing So we'll try to keep it as real as possible. Yeah. Because I mean, Chelsea and I both do a lot of portfolio reviews. I mean, so does Joe. Like the reactions you get from people is always so, I, I find it like, motivating and intriguing. We'd be like, oh my gosh, this or that. Like, So we want to try to uh, replicate that on air, doing it live. So here's Ben's current portfolio. He owns three properties, um, out-of-state property in Omaha, your first house hack in Arvada, and your current house hack in Wheat Ridge. But we're modeling this after you move out of your Wheat Ridge property to give us a more accurate view of your whole portfolio. So that's kind of the one caveat, which is a little nuanced on here. But we're assuming... This is once you move out of your Wheat Ridge okay. property, which is you know what you currently house hack. Okay. But you're gonna move out of that under this assumption. Okay. You good with that? Yes, sir. So overall with the portfolio, did you realize you own about $1.4 million in real estate? I did not until I put my properties into the software. Then I looked at it with my wife and I said, holy cow. Pretty badass, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty I crazy. Felt, I, felt pretty, I've, I felt pretty good about myself. You should. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I, we made the software and we had the same response when we put in our property. Yeah. I was it's, like, wow, <laughs> this is my portfolio. I'm like, yeah. I honestly was like, Al Allison, come down here. I got I to show you yeah. something. I was like, this is unbelievable. What was her reaction? <laughs> she just was, was, was eyes wide open and, and very happy that we came across this process and this, this method of, of house hacking and generating wealth through low, 
uh, low down payment. Mm-hmm. Your total equity, three hundred sixty-ish thousand dollars. That's a lot of money in your real estate piggy bank. Correct. Um, yes, about seventy-seven thousand dollars in NOI, about twenty-two thousand dollars annual cash flow. Now, here are the metrics we like to look at. Your loan to value is about seventy-four percent, so extremely high. Which higher leverage produces greater returns. Okay. It also swings both ways. Yes. In the current market with rents and prices increasing, leverage is your friend. Yes. Cash on cash is 21, 22%. Your average cap rate is about 5.6%. So overall, I consider this a very well performing portfolio, high LTV, a very solid cap rate. What are your guys' take on here? I have a question. Let's hear it. You have $360,000 in total equity. This is going to take you back a little ways. Do you remember the approximate amount of money that you spent on down payment for all three Yeah, I want to know too. That was right on right on my mind. Yes, I do know that. Give me a second. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> Bring in the calculator. All right. Hey, play play the Jeopardy music. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, that's going to make it so much longer. One dollar, Bob. Yeah. All right. Just a uh, dollar. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. So... Omaha property, let's say 15,000. So that was a house hack? Or that was, a nomad? That was just a, a um, that was just, I bought it as a primary residence yep. before I even knew about real estate. So but I'll you, call it accidental. Okay. So owner occupied. Yes. So 15 grand then. Don't hold me to that. Fi- hold, That's hold okay, that good enough. It's good enough. It's good enough. Um, third property. Uh, Nevada house hack? In- including, let's say, okay, so now including furnishings for including furnishings. Yeah, and I'd say your yes. cost basis, your, your cash cost. in. How much are you in? Yeah. Uh, 35. 30, so 15 okay. and 35 so 50. is 60. And 45 oh, K for the 50. other one. 50. Don't do public math. Whoa. Don't you have a degree right. in calculus? Like, what did you just tell me? I'm surprised you didn't know that. <laughs> yes, correct. 45, 35. I'll do a real check on it to make sure that we're And sorry, what was wheat, uh, your wheat rich property? 95. Yeah, 95. I, I got distracted I'm, by helping Joe with his and, math. And keep in mind, these numbers are... <laughs> arithmetic. The last thing I want to do is give false numbers. So uh, these are these are higher than... Yeah. So, so you've, you've these made... Are, these are, these are conser- very conservative numbers. So you've made 200%. At, at you've least. invested $95,000. Yeah. Correct. And you now have $306,000 in equity. Oh, so yes. that's, more, that's like... It's almost... Okay, 260%. Well, yeah. luckily, yeah. I just wanted to touch on that because I think that's a number that we miss. Sometimes as we forget... You put in some capital, yeah, and you now have a return of that capital in the form of appreciation or now equity, three hundred sixty thousand dollars. And while those properties were appreciating, you were also getting cash flow. Is that correct? Um, cash. Well, yes and no because I'm house hacking. I'm so I'm still, I still have uh, a mortgage payment that it I'm that is let's say five six hundred dollars. Okay, but when I move out, yes, one hundred percent cash flow. While I'm living there. I'll call it cash flow because. What would a, what would rent cost? Fifteen hundred dollars. I'm paying five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. That's a win in my book. Awesome. That's the power of real estate and just just the great market that we've been in. Mm-hmm. Thank Time you for in. letting me derail that. No, that was great, and that's a great point. As <laughs> no, the I power wanted of the to know. Yeah, that was right on. Yeah, yeah, and all these were with under with five percent or under um, down payments. Mm. So, quick question here from Shelly. Ben. How did you determine the current valuation on each property? I actually don't know. So this is a great question. Uh, I just went to, I did a mixture of Zillow, Red, just the typical things. If you Google it, that's where I, I found all the um, evaluations, but I did it on a very conservative, mm-hmm. conservative level. The last, last thing when Chris told me I was going to be on, on this, I didn't want to say, oh, property two, 625,000. I, I was very conservative with the numbers. So just 
Zillow. Just say Zillow. Which is great for ballparking, which is kind of what we need now. And of course, if you guys want like a CMA, comparative market analysis, let us know or let your agent know. You know, us or he or she can run them for you. But Zillow, Redfin are great ballpark. I like kind of lean more towards Redfin than Zillow for their estimates. But this is just a ballpark. Um, in reality, you're probably 15 to 20% higher since that the market really? is, oh, the market is freaking crazy right now. Zillow's mm-hmm. algorithm can't keep up. Holy cow. Well, I mean, the offers are putting right now, the majority are uh, five to 25% over list right now. Well, I knew that they were over list. I just wasn't sure if this estimate and everything had captured that. Cause yeah. Okay. No, but can't interesting. No. Um, yeah. So, okay. So overall, I think we can say this is a very well-performed portfolio. Any people I want to debate that? No, it's, what it's where really value adds do you see? No, it's a really oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Don't get ahead of the slides here, Ben. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. What this he's, he's just, the, I, he doesn't yeah. know what's coming. I didn't know. I haven't seen. <laughs> I haven't seen these slides, and I'm just. I just want to. That was a question. Well, prepare yourself, Ben. Um, <laughs> so we got Ben's property number one. This is the house second Nevada you bought two, maybe three years ago. Um. Yeah. April 2019. Cool. Um. So it's a main house. Three bed, two bath, long term rental, ADU one one. It's a short term slash medium term rental. But here's the great thing: it's an eighteen percent cash on cash return, a five point two percent cap rate. Ben, what's our threshold for ca- the rule of thumb on cap Four. rates? Four percent. Are you above or low? Above. Return equity sixteen percent. What's our rule of thumb? Ten percent. So you're above it. LTV sixty eight percent. What's our rule of thumb? I don't remember. 10%. Or I'm sorry, uh, 50%. 50%, sorry. Th- these are a lot of times my rules of thumb, just to clarify, is as mm-hmm. to what I use and I've gathered from heuristics. Heuristics. Well, it's a simple rule. Yes. Okay. Yes. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to spell that word, but we're good. Um, H-E-U. No. So here's the thing with this property. Like, it's a great cap rate property. I mean, finding, you know, uh, low to mid five cap rates, it's getting tough from this market. There's not like an obvious upside. We get something greater. So my opinion no optimization needed. You can't squeeze up much more equity on here since this is a rental property now. Joe, what, maybe a 75% LTV from you? Yeah, you could take cash out to 75% LTV, but you'd have a little bit of cost associated. You'd get very minimal cash. I don't I don't think you do anything. And what's your interest rate right now on the loan? Um, interest rate is two, two seven five. What's the investment cash out refi right now, Joe? Four and a quarter. Don't do anything. Yeah. Not well, with a loan anyways. Okay. And even if you try to do a HELOC, I mean, 70% LTVs, uh, 70% combined LTVs, highest I've seen from a lender. You get 12 grand. Yeah. And you're not saying sell it and put it into a higher performing asset either? I don't think so. A 5-2 cap. But I'm I'm self-managing it. So I'm self-managing two properties right now, a medium-term slash short-term rental and a long-term rental. What if I um, sell it, 1031 it into uh, just a a standard rental? I think you're going to lose some cash flow if you were to do that because your short-term and medium-term rental is going to give you um, out, I don't know what the right word is, but above oversized, average. above average, thank you, above average cash flow. Yeah, yeah. So if you're managing yourself, I think if that's a pain point, we need to talk about a property manager, right? Yeah. Let's keep the property and let's pay somebody 200 300 $400 a month, whatever the number is, to manage it and remove that pain from you for 400 bucks. Eric Ross would be happy to take this over and you could spend your time the three hours or four hours a month you're managing this yeah. doing something else. One point though is I think that would drop the cap below five. Oh, That's a good point. It would. It would drop it yeah. by about 
point seven, point eight is usually what it so does. So he'd be a yeah. low force. So he'd be a low force. And I don't think Eric does short term rentals as well. So that's a whole exactly. different. This and, is or medium term rentals. It's yeah. Hard. If anyone knows of a good medium term rental property manager, please connect with me. So my recommendation is no optimization is needed. It's a great property. You have a high LTV. You could sell it, trade up, but you'll pull some equity. But like once you f- start factoring in some like finance, like higher interest rate, um, I would hold this as my gut reaction. I see Joe nodding, Richard nodding, Chelsea nodding, Alona's nodding. <laughs> All right, okay, so cool. We'll hold that. Uh, there was one question I want to answer from Justin. Was the ADU already there? Yes. The only thing I did, it was outdated, and I, I, re- I completely gutted, remodeled the bathroom, and updated the kitchen. Now you got rid of the. I think it was like I think I would call it puke green tile. Was kind yes. of the core. We did do a podcast. We did do a podcast on this. The that we can, is that a 60s vi- yeah, yeah, is that a sixties or a seventies? That, that's a Home Depot paint color right there. By the way, yeah, puke green. Um, so custom. Hold, hold that. Do nothing. Ben's property number two which is the new build townhome you bought about a year ago Yep, um, with your wife and now your daughter, Emma. So we are assuming you move out of here and I think in a year or two is kind of your plan, right? Yeah. So just for some place, like it's very hard to model like a house hack in the <laughs> software. <laughs> well, he's <excited> about <laughs> <laughs> He just saw the numbers. Whoa, he's calm down, Ben. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> 41% Six, cash on Hold cash. on, 6.7 cap rate. I didn't see that. Yeah. So yeah. I th- yeah. I had the same reaction when I was too, man. This is why we do this live. Um, so we're at a, a 6.6 cap rate. We're at a 44% return equity and an 85% LTV. So when you hear the LTV and ROE, your action might be, how the hell is the ROE and LTV so high? Well, you bought this property 5% down. 12 months ago, right? And I prepaid PMI. You prepaid PMI as well. Correct. Mm. So this is why we're seeing very high numbers. Um, so Chelsea's off mic. She's the, the denominator, which is down payment is so small. And that's yeah, where we're seeing exactly. high returns. Yep. And that's the same for that 10-year forecast concept. Yep. And this is what we talked about earlier. Yep. Normal with house hacking. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And this is why, as a total side note, if cash flow is a little negative or not that great, look at the total return because in my eyes, Cash flow is not that important as long as numbers work out because you get these especially at his insane returns. So yeah, yes, because our, our average mortgage right now is I would say a thousand dollars. But when people house hack, they're like, I I want, I want to cover my mortgage. We're not covering our mortgage, but it's still a win in our book. Yeah, totally. You got to pay to live somewhere. Well, if absolutely. you have a job Living here, you would have to <laughs> yeah. have an apartment. We're in a right. new build townhome for under a thousand dollars. I do have one question on this because this is clearly an extraordinarily good deal. Thank you. Where did you find it? MLS, right off the MLS. Could you say it one more time? <laughs> MLS. Thank you. How do you spell that? The multinational. <laughs> um, multinational. No. So I think this is Eric here on the Facebook user. He says, we can help midterm depending on the situation. Would be happy to chat. So cool. I learned something new. So chat with Eric. I'm assuming that's the Facebook user on there. Uh, Megan Hunter said, is this property side-by-side duplex? No, it's not. It's a new built townhome, three stories. Entry ground level is the Airbnb suite. We have a podcast on there um, that we can link in there as well. But is it a, 
uh, it's a, a six, it's actually a shared a six wall. Black. There, yeah, okay. so we're on we we chose the far end. We were one of the first. Oh, so you only have one wall. Oh, that's yeah, good. we're only one wall. So we're on the Preston convinced us we wanted to save the money and purchase one of the middle ones, but we got one of the larger end walls. So we only have one shared wall with a bigger um, yard, kind of. Yeah, shared yeah shared yard, but with a separate um, entrance as well and more windows. More windows, yeah, light, more bright. lighting. Who yeah. doesn't love light and bright stuff? And I agree yeah. with Preston convincing you as you he said. He did an excellent job, and that's the value of having an investor-friendly real yeah. estate agent. Yeah. Um, all right, so moving on, just kind of keep an eye on, yes. on the clock here. Ben's property number three, and this is in, I, I kind of ordered these so we have more talking points. So this is the first property, or the yeah. oldest property in your portfolio yeah. in Omaha, Nebraska, that you bought for about $15,000 down. And this one, I did have some uh, comments on here. It's a 4.1% cap rate. And you are self-managing this, right? Yes. Okay, so if you had a property manager, it would be below a 4% cap rate. And that's something, as we look at these rules of thumb on here, property management will swing cap rate 0.5 to 0.8% is usually what I see. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. There's no right or wrong, but adjust for that accordingly. Your loan to value is 58%. Your return equity is like 9.9%. So a lot of borderline metrics here, which is not good or bad, but kind of warrants, hey, let's peel back the onion some more. And also it's out of state. I, yes. I think that's oh, a major factor a, to depending on what you want. point. Yeah. Do you have a manager no. on this? Okay. I do it myself. But we've well, had a, we've had a tenant in there for four plus years, so I haven't had to deal with turnovers. Okay. Positive. How much under rent are you? Under or are you? Under market rent. Under market rent, let's say $200 per month. Well, I can make the case that property manager would pay for himself or herself then at that point. I can't, I can't argue with um, that. But I noticed on this, so your metrics are borderline. Your cash flow is slightly negative. But here's, uh, I highlight this in the red and the lower right. You're paying PMI on here. Where is this an FHA loan? Yes. Okay, so with FHA's show, PMI never drops off, right? Correct, it stays for yeah. the full 30 years. Yeah, okay. So potential there, you could refinance. But you're at 3.75. So I don't know if you get an FH rate 3.75 now investment property, Joe. Well, so here's the catch. The interest rate on this loan is 3.75, but that mortgage insurance costs 0. 0.85. All right. That means you have an effective interest rate of 4.6. All right. So you could take cash out of this. I happen to be licensed in Nebraska, by the way, at an interest rate of four and a quarter percent and borrow up to 75% of that value. So if you really like this property, you could take cash out of it. Use that cash to buy another property. Use that cash to add an ADU to one of your other properties. Use that cash to spruce up something, whatever you want to do with the cash. But I think Chris is going to talk about this. I don't necessarily know when you look at the gross rent multiplier of the rent divided into that current value of the property. I don't know if it makes sense to keep this property from a monthly rental compared to price standpoint. Chris? First off, Joe, you redeemed yourself with that math from adding simple addition earlier. That was impressive on the uh, PMI calculation. I can only do so. calculus. I can't do <laughs> yeah. addition. No arithmetic <laughs> degree is not in arithmetic. It is in calculus. So I just said, I mean, Joe basically did their, hey, how he calculated how much the PMI is costing. You said about a 0.8% of 0.85. Okay. Yep. Per year. So really it's about a, a 4.5% actual interest rate. Correct. Okay. Which is a really good reference point since we think in interest rates. Um, so I agree. Hey, you're borderline. Richard brought up a great comment. This is out of state. Yes. Uh, Joe brought up a great comment about you know your um, your loan to value and performing. Based on these numbers, probably doesn't make sense to do a cash out refi. 
So what I see here is a huge potential for deploying equity since this is not a great performing rental and it's out of state. So when you look at like borderline properties like this, you have to kind of look at other considerations. If you were to keep this property here, what's the appreciation rate, right? The appreciation rate right now in Omaha, Nebraska. Your and on a 40, like, are we talking 40 year average or? No, right now, what do you think the next couple of years, years will be like? Three years, yeah. I mean, we know Denver, you know, front range, we're at 13 to 30%. No doubles, yeah. 11%. Okay. Real? Oh, that's not bad. So that that will be one consideration I have on there because I I don't know the market and I will I will I I will be first. It's not bad. It's not almost not bad at all. Okay, <laughs> that's really good. Which historically, is, which is one thing to keep in mind, and also like long term, do you want out of state rentals? And that's more of like a you and Allison as investors. Does that change? Hey, we don't have properties locally, or do you like out of state properties? Well, and and do just, you like that market? Yeah. Do you have a reason why you like that market? I like the market, but I don't like out-of-state rentals. Mm. And we will like the next slide, Ben. So what I proposed here, um, I grabbed, this is a deal that uh, Jenny helped a client buy, I think a few months ago, a Colorado Springs townhome. Um, They got it right around 250. um, So I bumped up the value, the purchase price, bumped up rent slightly to kind of adjust for the last, you know, three to six months. So I would say, hey, sell the Omar property. Utilize a 1031 exchange and buy in the springs. So that's my thesis here for this portfolio. You're selling Omaha and you're buying a comparable property here in the springs. And I kept it specifically below how much equity you had on there to be conservative. And that's a, a reasonable estimate for the springs because I invest down there. Yeah, these there's, yeah. these properties are available yes. down there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I love this, Chris. I think this is an awesome well, thank you. assessment. You're welcome because one, um, I was we, you and I both were just talking with a client yesterday who was asking us about a property in Tahoe, and we both literally had the same analysis without even realizing it, um, and had said that once realizing that this client uses that property in Tahoe and it's somewhere that they visit, to me, that's gold. That's absolutely gold. If it's somewhere that you want to use now, and it's out of state. It's not. It's off the spreadsheet decision making. And so if that's something that you want to use in the future or currently as either a short term rental for yourself or a property you're just going to visit, absolutely out of state makes a lot of sense. I had a conversation this morning um, with Megan, who just chimed in a few minutes ago, who also has some out of state properties that she's not as keen on because she doesn't use them and doesn't plan on ever using them. Ben, it sounds like, has a similar reaction. He doesn't like having out-of-state properties. There's a very good reason. I have an out-of-state property. We use it, and we plan to use it in the future. That is the whole purpose of that property. Yep. If it's not something you love and the market isn't 10xing what's happening here, which is really hard to do, very few markets are really seeing the appreciation and the rental increases and the immigration that Colorado's seeing. Yeah, just overall fundamentals on the city. Just yeah. basic market stats, basic yeah. market analysis. Unless there's a justification there or there's a personal reason, I couldn't agree more, especially as you go down the line. Think of yourself in five, 10, and 20 years from now. Do you really want to have the hassle of there are termites, there was mold, and I have to fly out and out of this property in a place that you're not tied to personally and have to manage that? So obviously the numbers are great here, but also it it speaks to your concept of wanting to bring things in. The other thing is another conversation we just had with some clients was this ballot measure 2F about how many unrelated people can occupy one particular home. Very relevant for house hackers. 
It just failed miserably by 70%. But we know that because we live in this market. We can follow what's happening with short-term rentals, with medium-term rentals, with different what different municipalities you're saying. So if you have multiple out-of-state properties, that's really hard to follow. Mm-hmm. You uh, took my talking points, Chelsea. So oh, No, that was awesome. Like, thank you. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Um, no, I, I, I mean, no, that was exactly what I was going to say. Because as those are considerations to make, um, so rewind that. Let's what Chelsea said the last two minutes. So I estimate an all-in purchase price of seventy seventy-five thousand dollars to account for down payment, some closing costs, depending on point buy down right now with interest yep. rates. Two sixty-five was increase the purchase price to four and a quarter interest rate at twenty-five percent down, Joe. Spot on. Yep. Okay, and we could do a lower down payment on this property since it's a townhome, correct? Uh, yes, you could do fifteen percent down. The trade-off you have a slightly higher rate. Slightly higher closing costs and mortgage insurance. And so that's something that we do with every client as we sit down and look at, here's a 15% down option, here's a 20% down option, here's a 25. And then, you know, 15% down option, it's not going to cash flow as well, obviously. But sometimes we like to do that if we're spreading out over multiple properties. So definitely there's options here, but I agree with the analysis of 25% down. And I, I, I always like to model conservative so we can plan out. So that's my assumption here. You sell your mall property. And you'll probably have some extra equity in there. But again, I'd rather underestimate than overestimate. So here are the two portfolios I put on here. The top one is Ben's current portfolio. After moves out of the, the Wheat Ridge property. The second is uh, titled PA Mastermind Scenario. Sell Omaha and buy a townhome in the Springs. One last comment I actually want to make here on the cap rate on this townhome is I, I got it at 5.5%. My assumption is that Ben will self-manage. Since you're self-managing other properties and this will be a long-term rental, I assume you will self-manage this. Otherwise, it'd be a 4.8 yeah, PM. In Colorado Springs, you get mid-fours. Okay. Yep. Yeah, usually. Um, so on the upper right here, I kind of just did a cheat sheet for LTV. And this is portfolio-wide. Your portfolio goes from 74% to 76% LTV. Cash on cash drops from 16 to 12 and a half. Your blended cap rate goes from 5.6 to 5.8. Your total portfolio NOI goes from 76,000 annual to 83,000 annual. Your total valuation goes from 1375 to 1430 million. So you can see the green here, we got four green lights and one red light to be very simplistic. And you guys can read these in detail later. So my analysis is not a huge jump, but a solid improvement. Like this is not going to be some crazy, oh my gosh, just 10X is your portfolio, but it's, you know, it's three steps forward. Yeah. And then you compound that over 15 years though. And then that actually does become pretty big. Amen. Even five years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, one question is, do you want to own long distance properties? Which is what Chelsea made a great point a few minutes ago. The other thing is which market has more upside? You know, I know, you know, cash flow is a huge metric we look at, but now with how Colorado and the majority markets are around uh, the U.S. is, appreciation and future rent growth is a metric that I'm a lot more bullish on and focused on than like just today's values, because I think that's realistic. Um, so these are questions to ask yourself, Ben. Do you want to own an Omaha for the next 10 years or do in the springs for 10 years? Not right or wrong answer. Can I just make a comment here? Yeah. So I want to bring up again my conversation with Megan. Um, so... She has some properties in Louisville that have just absolutely skyrocketed on rent because of the fires. 
So, you know, not necessarily the happiest story, but at the same time, she has properties that she can offer and people are now in them at um, an accelerated rent rate. Why am I mentioning that right now? Because locational diversity is something I really believe in. Out of state diversity is not something I believe in. So just to kind of like really clarify that, having some properties in different parts of the metro of different parts of maybe Colorado Springs, Pueblo, other markets within a car ride away, I think can be a great thing. A lot of people saw gigantic bumps in vacation properties in the mountains and other places within Colorado during COVID. So my point there is that from a management perspective and from an overall looking at your own portfolio, going out of state can cause a lot of challenges that having locational diversity within state is still achievable though. I agree. So I'm going to show up some comments on here. Then we go around the round table and I want one simple answer. Would you keep it or would you trade up? So think about that for the next 30 seconds panel and YouTube, Facebook. But two great questions here is from Facebook user. How is a cash? How is the Omar property cash flow negative? Rent is fourteen hundred and payment is seven fifty. Maintenance. Maintenance. It's a higher percentage of the rent. Yes, I'm not there to do it myself, and I've had a lot of big cap X's happen within the past three years that I I made sure to put in accurate numbers, and it put me at a fifteen to sixteen percent um, maintenance budget. Yeah, that I noticed a, that it was a, it was a double and, digit maintenance than you know lower than we normally do here in in Colorado. And it's Pro been a, versus actual. It happens sometimes. And I, and I, <laughs> yeah, and that's the challenge. <laughs> yeah, of out of state rentals. Yeah, I have a question as well. How much is the insurance and how much are the property taxes on that home? Insurance and property taxes. Property taxes are twenty. I might have this. We might have yeah. to answer that later. I might have that. No, here's, I don't have here's what I was going to ask. The question was roughly year. Anyways, the, the answer the, the a $210,000 property has roughly $2,400 in property taxes, right? What is the equivalent of $2,400 in taxes here in Denver? Roughly a $500,000 oh, home. Property. Right? Yeah. So that's something that eats up is that money is going to yeah. the Nebraska budget, right? I know also insurance is more expensive in Nebraska. It's probably closer to about $1,800. And $1,800 in property insurance here would be about a $500,000 home. So that's one of the things that people don't realize is we look at, oh my God, it's a $210,000 property and I can rent it for $2,100 a month. Not this one, but as an example, must be a great deal. Don't forget about taxes and insurance. And I'll tell you where people get bitten on that when they're talking about out-of-state rentals is Florida. They forget about hurricane insurance. They forget about flood insurance. And those things add up and property taxes when people are looking at, at Nebraska, Texas, St. Louis, those things add up. And that's one of the things that makes Denver, uh, Colorado very beneficial is we are very tax efficient and very insurance efficient. Yeah, I have a a quick question to Ben. Uh, So one of our homeworks was actually to identify the risks and goals and write them down. Mm -hmm. So before we actually reply, like what we think you should do with your properties, what are your goals and your risk tolerance overall? And what metrics are important to you? Alona, that is an excellent question. My goals is to for but before twenty, and you can read this in my twenty twenty two chapter contribution. Is is um for my the Arvada rental that that's a current medium term rental. It's like the duplex in the skin of a single single family home. Is to sell that, use that equity for a proper a multifamily in either the Springs or maybe even Pueblo. And then 
my goals is for the Omaha rental is to sell that and use that equity for house hack number three, mid 2023 to late 2023. So Chris, how does that actually change your um, overall like um, recommendations for Ben? Does he's like uh, everything he just said, goals and like what he just described, does that change your recommendation to him? Um, I missed, I'm sorry, we were debating on whether Richard's portfolio is there or not. So I missed part of that comment there. So I apologize. All it was, just... was Arvada, Arvada rental, um, sell it, use equity for a, a property in the Springs or even Pueblo. And this is, um, let's say mid 2023, 2024. So that's Arvada rental. That that's when, that's the one that had the great cap rate and great equity into it. Right. Or, How long did you live there though? How long did I live there? Over so one yes, two, greater about than year, two years or less? Less than two years. Okay, I'm say because that would make a lot of sense to sell because if you can if you've lived in the property for two of the last five years, you generally get like capital gains exclusion, which is an amazing tax benefit from Uncle yes. Sam. Even so, if you've moved out. Yep. Correct. Yeah. So, so Richard asked if you moved out a year and a half. So if however, I refied. Yeah, that doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. You have okay. to live there. Um. So. Uh, you got someone here. When you want to sell their rental house, let, let them know. Yes. <laughs> I recommend you sell that property to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the problem is, I'm not going <laughs> to. I think you have a lot of people for that one. Um, okay. So, a couple other things I want to go on here. So, I, I would. When you. Um, <laughs> that, it's very hard to go that uh, forward on there. Um, it just depends on, on the metrics. Is if it's still above a 4% cap rate, it performs very well. Maybe refi and keep it. Depends on interest rates, performance. It's very hard to say in three years, do this, reevaluate and see what the numbers say then. That would be my advice. Yes, because a it, lot can change in 12 months. Yeah. Oh, that's right. A lot can change in the last five weeks. Where were interest rates go five weeks ago, Joe? I was giving away loans at 0%. <laughs> You missed it. You, Everybody missed it. No, what? <laughs> Contact me no, at Castle Cook for Interest rates have gone up roughly three quarters of a percent in the yeah, last over, five weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's things, I mean, things change. Absolutely. So a um, one other comment I want to go on here before we go around the questions is uh, Patrick Brown had a very interesting comment, and I have no idea about the Omar market. He says, Omaha has a pretty high number of homes for sale comparatively to the Denver and Springs market and easily can purchase rentals below $100,000. Whoa. Can I comment on this? Of course. One of my close friends runs our Omaha branch, and it's our second highest uh, profitable branch in Castle and Cook Mortgage. And uh, Patrick, you're exactly right. There is a pretty high number of homes for sale compared to Denver, and you can easily purchase rentals be- below 100,000. That's true. They do have properties at 80,000, 90,000, 70,000, but pretty high number of homes. Um, last week, they ended with 700 homes on the market. All right. Now, Omaha is a smaller city. I don't think it's even a million people, but it's still a very tight inventory market, and they're seeing a lot of the same things that we're seeing. Um, and the downside is taxes. Um, lower appreciation and property insurance. So on the surface, it seems like a great market, but you're giving up some other things. Um, and Patrick, you know, know and love you. You always are, are great at finding markets. And I encourage everybody, if you're looking out of state, just make sure that you're looking at all the metrics um, and not getting tripped up. So we got some other great questions on here. I'll come back in a minute to answer those. But to move on to the uh, the panel here, I'm gonna give my answer last. I'm gonna go left to right. So Joe, if this was your portfolio, would you keep Omaha or sell in 1031 to Springs? Uh, I'm going to give a hybrid answer. I would wait, sell, 
pay the taxes and use that money to buy your next primary residence. Wait, sell, and use the equity to buy my third primary residence? Correct. And so then this won't be a 1031 exchange, just bite the taxes and say it is it's cost of doing business? That's correct. Depends on how much, where the down payment funds are coming, down payment funds are coming from. You guys can save it from outside that. I would completely disagree. You're welcome to. <laughs> Richard. Uh, I, I would say get rid of it just because I was trying to manage stuff overseas and like I have relatives in Denver and it was hard. I mean, I can't even imagine trying to do it, especially because not all property managers are reliable, even if you did have a property manager. So I, I dispose. All right. So get rid of Alona. I'm with Richard on this. So Alona says get rid of Chelsea. Uh, yes. 1031. couple of reasons. One, um, obviously to consolidate in state, but also to the points that Joe made. You're going to see better appreciation, better rent increases in my belief in uh, a market here in Colorado. So yeah, I, I agree. I, I would sell and trade up or trade out into the Springs. It's almost a lateral. Yeah. yeah. And then hold on to the and don't do anything with the Arvada property for the time. For the time being, it's a, it's a great performing rental. Yeah. Like you don't have any money you can really pull out from an equity standpoint. You could sell it, but it's just it's so marginal equity. Yep. But give it a year or two, things will change. And like Chris, you say like one change at a time and yeah. see how your portfolio performs. Yeah. What's your gut reaction? I have a lot to think about. <laughs> <laughs> I got to check no, with my wife. There's, there's, that's <laughs> a th- yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. I got, I got the listing agreement here. I got a new property ready for you. What, are we making a deal or not, Ben? No, I like... No. No, no. We're making a deal or not. Joe, no. pre-approved. No, we're not. I like, You're pre-approved. What do you want to borrow? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I already know you're pre-approved. What do you want to borrow? No, I like... I still like the thing that works because every one of you have your own different goals. I have my own goals. My, my wife and I, have our, our family have our own goals. We want our next house hack. That's what we're good at. We're good at house hacking. And I want to get rid of Arvada property because that's a lot of work because it's a short-term rental. We're doing the short-term rental management. Long-term rental, we're doing that management as well. Here's the thing about short, having a single family home with a short-term rental in it and a, um, a long-term rental or a 12-month rent in it. Who's doing Who's doing um, the shoveling? Who's doing laying down ice? Who's the man that's talking? The man that's talking. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to do that anymore. So now I put a dollar value to my time as well. That makes that, me so happy to hear. That's super, super powerful. I statement. learned that through the people around this table. So I'm just copying. Yeah. It's the power of the mastermind. Um, so I got a counterpoint to you selling Arvada and to Joe's comment, all very valid comments, but I, I flip back to, can you bring up the slides again, Jules, um, for your Arvada property? So in a, you said in a year to two years, you may want to buy your next uh, house hack, right? That is correct. So I would say currently looking at your property, you're at 68% LTV. My crystal ball says that in two years, you'll have a lower LTV. You're paying down debt and I'm pretty sure prices will appreciate. So what you could potentially do is you could put a HELOC on the property, an investment HELOC. You can't take out. I, I've tried recently. They're totally cut off. Oh, I've got some people. Got you. To talk oh, to. really? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Talk, talk to me and Joe. We got you. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> my, my point there is, I mean, you could potentially do that. Pull equity. Use that equity. Go out there. Buy your next house hack. Then sell in 1031 and help to potentially avoid taking a tax hit. Asterix, talk to your CPA, talk to 1031QI, um, obviously talk with them. 
but you'll have options. So I wouldn't necessarily try to figure out the plan today for two years, yeah. but realize, hey, you have a buffet of options and so much dependent on the market and what you and your family do in the next one to two years. Yeah.